The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Dot, two vertical dots, four dots in a square, two vertical dots and one slightly up and to the right, which is braille for a warning. This podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive and maybe also lies. Yeah, that bro actually doesn't mean that. It means nothing. It's got to mean something, some letters. It's just a hodgepodge of nothing. It's an acronym for what I said. Please someone translate that and send it to me. I thought you could read Braille, Mr. Braille. I can, but not when it's spoken to me. It's not that sort of language. Spoken Braille. You can't read spoken Braille. No. Why? It's much like Dutch. It's ridiculously hard to understand. Sweet spots, bro. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleaves. Each week, offering up a blurry perspective on life. Welcome to a brand new episode of Seesaw. Say it in Braille. No, because we'll be here a long time. This is one of the floors of Braille. And we're here once again to talk about the on-the-pulse topics out there in the world of disability. So, a week late to the party. Fashionably late, I'd like to think. I don't think we're fashionably late. I think it's just a case that we noticed that this was a thing and then we'd already released an episode that exact same day. I like to think we were holding our own party. I mean... It's the saddest party in the world. It, ours was easier to find. We announced it via Alexa, which I've gotten used to recently, <laughs> announcing shit via Alexa. Yeah, you have. Just calling me horrible things from around the house. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I've also had a... With my, like, fractured heel as well, it's nice if you're downstairs and I need to get something and uh, I can go and call you like a butler. <laughs> Basically what I've become. <laughs> Ever since on the butt... Yeah, you've always been a big fan of the butts. And I cannot lie. What about your other brothers? <laughs> Will they corroborate your story? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably not. So before we jump into the episode, Cleves, how's things? I got a broken foot still. How's it going? The boot's off. It's not about the boot. It is about the booty. Person in the boots. Uh, that's not me anymore. I'm walking one crutched. So faking it. Yeah, pretty much. It actually hurts a lot more than when I was walking on two crutches and not walking on it at all, which I guess is to be expected. However, <laughs> what I realise is if you mix alcohol with high-strength painkillers, it's all bad. Is that why you've been uh, getting through your wine? Wine? Whiskey? I mean, it's come to January and it's had to get rid of it anyway. Strict, st- stick to the hard liquor and uh, it's, it's healthier for you. That's true, kind of. Less volume, isn't it? Less volume. It is. It's not the topic of the week, though. Smoke and drink hard liquor, lose weight. (laughs) The Cleves way. Yes, that is the Cleves way, but not not recommended for minors or elderly people or anyone, really. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very select number of people. It's good for Cleves. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It's good for Cleves. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone else. Gone off the rails a bit, though. I I had a great sausage roll today. You see, that's blasphemy. Why? Which you probably because you shouldn't be having solids. 
Well, yeah, good point. Gases and liquids, that's what we agreed. Yeah, good point. Unless there was no know. alcohol in it either. I mean, you could have liquefied it, added some rum and then drunk it. Yeah, that would have been acceptable. <laughs> Acceptably disgusting. I don't know, man. What, a liquefied sausage roll with rum? Sausage rum. <laughs> good one. Okay, shall we move on to the actual topic of the week? <laughs> okay, yeah. Topic of the week. So, as we've alluded to up to this point, last week we had World Braille Day. Who knew? It was an opportunity to celebrate the blind sort of media. How would you say it? Well, it's not a language, is it? Yeah, it's... um... Written media of Braille, which is for the blind and visually impaired. So, we thought we'd do an episode on Braille because it's been over a year and we haven't actually done it. It's one of the pillars of being blind, or at least a lot of blinkies will say that. And even after over a year, we haven't touched on it, which is ironic. See what you did there. So I think firstly, if we go over what Braille is and sort of a little bit of the history of it, and then unlike all the other podcasts out there who were just paragoning Braille, we are going to do a little bit of a uh, critique of its legitimacy in today's market, I suppose. So, where was Braille invented? France. Yes, it was invented in France in 1824 by Louis or Louis Braille. I think think his name's Louis. He's dead now. It doesn't matter. We can call him what you want. Mm, Gary Braille. But why did he invent it? From what I was taught when I was younger and what I remember is he was the son of a leather worker and he was basically fucking around with the tools one day and caused an accident which cost him his vision. What kind of accident? Knife to the eyes. You're not too far wrong. Am I not? Did you actually look this up? Yeah, sharp implement to one of the eyes because back in like 1824 and such, they didn't have any kind of good medical care. That eye got infected and then because obviously he was rubbing his eye and then rubbing it into his other one and then having a wank, both of his eyes went and his penis fell off. And that is 75% true. (laughs) I was going to say, I want to believe the penis part is not true. (laughs) The penis part's not true. Although he is a massive penis, like stabbing himself in the face. What knob? He was only a little kid, he was like three years old. Keep him away from your knives. Where's the health and safety? Where's the risk assessment? That's just the casualty of the day. I mean, you take a three-year-old to a festival now and someone chucks acid in the face, it's just casualty of what happens, isn't it? Don't take a three-year-old to a fucking festival then. Well... Don't bring acid to a festival and chuck it in a three-year-old's face. It's arguably more the point. So, this little squat bag, he, he decides to blind himself, become one of the, the non In your head, have you decided that he's basically got his just desserts? No. <laughs> <laughs> little three-year-old Louie. I told you, sir, stop fucking around with lay machines. <laughs> lay machines? Look, I, I can hear French, but I don't know what the word for machine is. So. Machine. Yeah, it might be actually. Do you know what? Machine sounds sounds French, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the French word for braille is? Braille. Yeah, it's braille. Because it's a French word. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy's name. So after his accident, I mean, contrary to what people believe, Louis didn't invent braille. He just took an already existing system and sort of made it better. 
it wasn't even for the blind. It was the art of using like a knife to cut little slits in paper to denote various characters. And Louis was like, yeah, but this is really hard to feel and I can't really tell any of this. Why aren't they more tactile? So then he started using like leather and more sharp objects to like impress onto paper. And hence how Braille was formed. And he also is credited for the standardization of Braille being like a six cell system. So you have like three rows and there's two cells in each of those. So Louis basically created this, this tactile version of it. Um, a lot of refinement needed to be happening throughout that time. And it wasn't for like nearly another hundred years that it got to the UK. Uh, let me ask you this question. For other societies that do not use the Western alphabet, such as, you know, China and Japan and places like that, how does that work in Braille? I honestly don't know. I know that with the English alphabet, like obviously French, there's a Braille French alphabet. Because of well, China, China do actually have like opinion versions. So I guess that kind of work, but... I'm sure there are versions, but it depends how far where you go. Like Russia, I don't know, maybe... Japan, maybe. I, I don't really know. It's not something I've ever really looked into. But it'd be interesting to. I'd be interested to know what else is out there. Uh, there was another tactile form of communication called Moon. It wasn't around long. And it was just the same idea of Braille, but giving a shape to every letter in the alphabet instead of using the cell system, just giving a shape. Seems a bit long-winded. It is, because the problem with the shapes is you don't have the same versatility as Braille, which because of it having like the six cells and you can have one bump raised or not raised, and you have all those combinations, there's 63 different combinations you can have, which not only covers the, the letters of the alphabet, but it also covers other things like uh, abbreviations for entire words, and the way Braille works is you also put different dots and symbols in sort of preceding other letters and symbols to denote sort of that side of things. Um, instead of writing the words time, if you do dot five and then put a letter T, that now means time. So your name means time. I just feel like I'm spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Or if you want to write the word four, F-O-R, it's all six dots at once. What about the number four? They go by the idea that every letter has a number assigned to it. So you do the numeral sign and then you do a D because it's the fourth letter. So that's quite smart. So with these 63 different combinations, not only are they writing, like can write everything, but they can abbreviate a lot of things as well. Uh, I think the last thing to, to sort of go over with Braille, there's two different versions of Braille. If we're talking based on like UK, I think the US is the same. Yeah, what's known as grade one and grade two? Or at least this is my understanding. Hey, I heard there was a grade three. Well, maybe there is, but I'm going from my knowledge of learning Braille when I was young. Which is grade one is basically just the alphabet and numbers. Like the bare minimum you teach people. And then grade two is all the rest, all the abbreviations, all the ins and outs of things. Basically, like if you need to know Braille, like a lot of adults who want to learn Braille, they'll learn Braille uh, like grade one. And essentially, that's what, when you see Braille out and about in public, it's usually a Braille, uh, grade one, just for simplicity's sake, because you have to appeal to the lowest common denominator. If you start doing too many abbreviations, you're going to confuse some people. I would argue that a lot of people that were going out wouldn't be seeing Braille out and about in public. <laughs> They'd be feeling around for it, hoping that they found something. 
That is true. And I think on that note, shall we move on to our discussion, which is... We're going to have a masturbate. A masturbate. I got a really sexy intro for this as well. Welcome to Seesaw Masturbates. Hard topics coming in your ears right now. Alright, point number one. It makes the world more accessible for blind people. I.e. if you're out and about, you know, if there's a sign or something, you can't find something, yeah, run your fingers over the brain, like, oh, it's over here. Or, oh, you know, I can, I can read that, you know, menus and shit like that, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Good, right? Yeah. So, I think that's it. It's supposed to make it so that blind and vision people can be more independent, isn't it? It's like, you don't have to rely on people, you can read shit yourself, and that's the idea behind it. Great. There's a problem with this, though. How do you find this stuff? Well, you obviously you've got one hand either on your guidebook or your cane, mm-hmm. and the other hand you've just got out in front of you in a sort of 1950s zombie-like style, right. just moving your hand from side to side, almost jazz handsy, with one hand, hoping, hoping that you'll <laughs> find something really yeah. real. Yes. I would argue that even if you were fully sighted, you would probably miss a lot of the time Braille on the sign because you'd have to physically see it, wouldn't you? Yes. But if you were blind, then you probably wouldn't be able to see the sign in the first place. Or at least if you were total or in a lot of conditions, you wouldn't be able to see it very well. So th- this is the, the issue, isn't it? It's like, how the fuck do you find it? This would be a question I'm asking a lot. So what's the goddamn point? So an example of like the uselessness of this uh, comes from where I used to work in the leisure centre. And we had... At sort of like the eye level, we used to have signs for the doors, which would say like men's like men's changing room, uh, gym office, all these sort of things. And underneath that, it would have the word written in Braille. Progressive, like it. Okay, so who the fuck is feeling that high at eye level on doors, hoping that there's Braille there? Because I've never seen it elsewhere. What, just under eye level? It's just at eye level. They'll have the word for what the room is, and then underneath they'll have in Braille. So, firstly, you're going to find that door. You're going to grab that handle, locate that door. And contrary to everywhere else in life, you're going to start feeling up the door on the hope that that one sign is there. In theory, you would like to believe that the Braille sign for the door would be closer to the handle. Yeah, or on the handle. Also, yes. You could emboss it on the handle or one of those little push strips. But I've never seen that. Also, another thing that you could do, well, that is out there, is when you get into an elevator, like the numbers will oh, yeah. be... On the buttons. On, will have Braille on it. This is useful, but you've got to find the buttons first. Yeah, true. Here's the thing as well. Don't don't press hard when you're feeling that Braille, because if you press yeah. number three, and you're like, ah, there's number three, but then you've already dinged and the door's closing. Then... I've seen that at college. We had like, when we were in the halls when someone was feeling the buttons on the the lift and they were feeling the buttons and they pressed too hard and they as soon as they pressed it and the door shut all you heard was no <laughs> it took them to the wrong floor was it Dan <laughs> it was Dan <laughs> so he ended up on floor two instead of floor three oh cardinal sin locating is really tricky 
It's like you mentioned restaurants there, like reading the menu. I've never been to a restaurant where they'll have it. Like a proud menu. I'll be honest, I've never asked for it. I have. Just to see what happens. I can't imagine it's readily available. Probably with the restaurants as well is, firstly, the menu changes quite a lot, which means they'll have to get a new Braille menu every time, which also means they'll probably have to have someone to do that for them. That's, that's an extra cost for them. But here's the other side of it. A lot of restaurants will have their menu online. So... And depending on where you go, table service is necessity and you have to use that app now. So this is one of the, one of the major issues like with Braille out and about, really. It's like locating it is really tricky and it's so few and far between. And there's no consistency. That means it's almost impossible to find it. So there's other things that Braille can be on out and about. And this is things like food, uh, medication, on the packaging of things. So when you're in the shops. Now, don't get me wrong. I have used this a few times. Co-op are quite good at this with their own products. So I will go to the chilled food area and then I'll pull out the things. And I, okay, I use it because the co-op's color branding is fucking terrible. If you put white writing on a cream background, I'm not going to be able to fucking read it. So change, like, high contrast, come on. But it says Braille on the back, and I can go, oh, that's a chicken korma sans raisins. Not a thing. <laughs> there is no. a thing, obviously. But no, because they, they never have raisins in this. They don't have to specify. They have a cheap one, obviously, from co-op. No, they never have fucking raisins. Shut up. I'm surprised you've gone for the co-op korma as well, and not one of the fucking Billy Big Boy's Waitrose ones with actual raisins in. They don't fucking have raisins. Ricardo one or some shit. Royal Corma. Corma Jubilee. Raisin Gate isn't over yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're not done with this, but we're ending it for now. So it can be useful in certain products, like medication as well. However, this isn't perfect. Okay, I get that for like if you're buying paracetamol or something off the shelf. But if you've got prescription, chances are you're going to know what it is. You've been prescribed it. Yeah. And maybe you've banged it in the cupboard with a load of other medication. You don't necessarily need Braille for that, do you? You could just literally put it in a different part of the house or mm. mark it in some other way. I mean, you just cut a little strip in the top of some, I don't know. There are ways around it. And I think the problem with the medication side of things is with Braille, there's only one font to it. Like, you can't get big Braille and little Braille. How do you do capital letters? You do dot six and then whatever. How do you do number six? Number sign six. Right. Which would be an F. How do you do an F? <sighs> You're going to make me do this, aren't you? And F is dot one, dot two, and dot four. Right. So the way you've got to think about the dots is if you're thinking about I'm X- sorry I asked, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> so because Braille is only one font, it means that you're limited by the space. If you want to get more Braille on something, you need to make that thing bigger. So if you have a standardized sort of paracetamol packet, I mean this is for everyone. Like you can't make it the size of A4 piece of paper. Because that's how much space you'd need to yeah, be able to. You only need to write like paracetamol on it, and then like I don't know, two hundred milligram or something like that. Yeah, but what about like the other thing? Like, uh, only take two uh, at one time, maximum four doses a day. That comes on your little paper thing inside. Well, that's not in braille, is it not? No. Yeah. What's one less blind person in the world? The thing is, right, <laughs> to, to overdose on paracetamol, you need to take like fourteen packets, so you're gonna be all right. True, and you'd have to space them out as well. Yeah. Your body would reject them if you did it in one. Anyway, enough about suicide. <laughs> so, again, this also suffers from, like, the, these packages have the limitation of you need to know where they fucking are, and not everyone does them. I think co-op 
are the only ones that I know of that put Braille on some of their products. Not all of them. Drugs, some drugs them. always have it on. Drugs but, always have it on. Yeah, in terms of actual like food products, for example, yeah, there's not a lot of it on. Because it's costly. Because you think if you're having like a, a sleeve that you put over like your ready meal and you put Braille on that, that's a specialist like factory you have to get that done in so it can punch that into the sleeve. And that pushes the cost of your product up. And that's not what they want to do. Like for the sake of a, a small population of people who would find that useful, it's just not worth it. Especially with online shopping. And people, like totally blind people, usually have a hand when they're in the shops. I know that if I, you know, well, when I lose all my sight, I think I find it very difficult to find what I want. So let me ask you this, right? If you've normally got a, blind, uh, a sight person with you whilst you're shopping, or you do your shopping online, then Braille, what's the fucking point? Well, there is none. Unless, like, you're trying to find, like, if you have all of your ready meals from co-op and you want to find out which ones are which in the fridge. Sounds like a lot of work when I could just go online and buy what I want. Yeah, but what, what happens if you want to choose between your lasagna or your korma? Well, I go online. I type in the words. No, I'm saying these are in your fridge. Right. Oh, see what you mean. Right. Um, hmm, that is a good point. Okay, take that back. That is a good. That is a good point. However, maybe, maybe I'm a gambling man. Yeah. Maybe I just have to be a little less choosy. Yeah. Or I put them separate. You know, when I got my my shit together, I'd be like, I put this, this, and this in here, in a specific order, maybe, and then put this in a, a different freezer drawer. You could do that. Or. You could just scratch something into them, like that cut the cardboard packaging in a certain way. Like two snips for Italian, one snip for Indian, three for <laughs> Chinese. I don't know, you could do a system like that. And I'll take the label off the Pan Asian. Yeah. <laughs> so again, like there's a very niche situation, which is probably why this isn't so widespread. But again, it's just like there's other ways around it, and if it's not a universal across the industry, then it makes it completely redundant to do. So before we rag on Frail a bit more, is there anything about it which is undeniable, like a positive? Well, historically, it was good if you were studying, wasn't it? Like, you know, if you need, you need books and things like that, great. You can, you can read books. Before, before technology was invented, mm. I don't know, like pre-1975, I imagine Braille was pretty hot for blind people. Probably, in fact, arguably, probably all the way up to about 95, I'm going to say. Before shit started getting good. It opened doors, didn't it? It it made it so that blind people and vision impaired people could do things. And this would help them with work and stuff like that. Like there were transcription services popping up and it meant that you could get a a job as a, a typist, an administrator, that sort of thing. Okay, it would yeah. take you longer to do, but it opened doors, which would not have been open if not for Braille. Oh yeah. You can't deny its historical significance. However, we're living in a digital mother-flipping age now. I think that's the problem. It's not, it's not that Braille is shit and has always been shit. It's the fact that technology, much of a lot of other industries, has made it kind of redundant. Yeah, I don't know. You can have a night. What, what if you like? I still enjoy the, the joy, shall we say, enjoy the joy of reading. But I have to use a Kindle now and it has to be super large text and I can't do it for a long period of time. Fine. If you're a blind person and you enjoy physically reading, you know, just sitting down and running your fingers over a nice book, there's, there's that. 
It'd be a fucking yeah. heavy book, I'd imagine. Yeah. Especially if you're listening, if you, fuck me, can you imagine if you're reading like a fantasy? Like, can you imagine if you're reading Game of Thrones or Wheel of Time or something? Yeah. Fuck my balls. You'd have to get in about 12 volumes for one book. Yeah. They're heavy. There's a lot to the books. They'll be absolutely massive. It takes longer. I don't care how quick you are reading Braille. You're mm. not going to be as quick as a, like, a medium to like quick reader, like visually. And the other issue comes down to availability. And I know the R&OB and a lot of libraries and other other companies and charities out there are doing their best to sort of provide everything they can in Braille for those who want it. But it still takes time. It's still a very niche thing that needs to be done, even with technology helping. Like a daily newspaper, you're not getting that in Braille. Here's the thing, though. Do you know who's making things readily available for everyone? Fucking Audible, because you can just listen to it and everything's practically in Audible now. That's true. Even, like, loads of the niche books are fucking inaudible now. Yeah. And even if it isn't, you can get it on Kindle and then have your narrator read it to you. Yeah. Which I've done for a few books that did not have audible versions. Yeah. I mean, it won't it won't be as good, but... It's not, but, it, but these aren't books that needed that narration yeah. to be good. They're, like, for work. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In exactly. that case, yeah, definitely. I've got management. I don't need charisma. I just need the information. <laughs> so it's a tricky thing to sell, isn't it? Even when, with my example there, like, oh, well, the, no one's, t- like, braiding out newspapers to send out every day for your daily fish and chip rag. And again, the newspapers are coming obsolete now as well, because most people get it online. And guess what you can do online? Have it fucking read to you. Yeah, you can do. Or I use my Google Assistant, and when I give it a prompt in the morning, it tells me the weather, and then it queues up the daily summary from the BBC, followed by The Economist. Wow, we have really championed like assistants this episode with Alexa and Google, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure other assistants are available, just not good ones. Let's no. be fair. I can't even think of any others. But there's a tea top tip for you there. Like, if you want to get your daily news just in a, a snip, and you've got, I think, you uh, <clears throat> think you can get it on Apple as well. But you can set up like your morning routine, like trigger to queue up. Like, all the newspapers do it, they have like a it's just two minutes. They just summarise the headlines yeah, of the newspaper yeah. and they just go, these are the headlines. And then you can just go to the website to read those four articles, but they'll give you a rough summary. Let's be fair, in this day and age, that's mainly what you want, isn't it? Give me the headlines. I don't want to be sitting around for half an hour while you talk about fucking Gobus. Exactly. But if there's something that comes up, I think, oh, I might have a look at that. And then I'll tell my assistant, reminds me to read blah, blah, blah. And then, like, remind me at lunch, and it'll pop up on my lunch break. I'll go to that website, and I'll use my narrator and read the full article. So what you're saying is, Braille, what's the fucking point? I think in a technologically advancing world, which is only getting more and more digital, there's not really that much point. I, I will take my hat off to Braille and its historical significance, and it's helped a lot of blind, visually impaired people up to this point. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that you would rather just sit on your phone and tap out an email... Then lug around a two-ton Perkins. Bang, 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 bang. I mean, they Physically are loading the paper. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Ding. Bang, 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 bang. Take it out. Give it to someone that can't really read Braille. Have them translate it into a legible language for them. And, um, yeah, I got nothing for that. What, what, what was my point? Your point is, it's redundant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I 100% get it. Especially with, like, dictaphones as well, like, on your phone. Oh, yeah, why don't you, you just, can just fucking dictaphone. send a voice note? I've started doing that now. I went from typing things to then 
getting like reading into WhatsApp and then it typing it out for me. To now with some people, I would just do voice recording, even with the the girls from seeing things, uh, what we do, seeing things differently with. I don't think we really send text messages or anything like that. If we just send voice notes. We should ask them to come on because I get the feeling they would not. I think they would champion Braille a little more than we do. But I think that comes down to maybe the, the country as well. Like I think maybe Braille might be higher regard or more useful in other countries. That's a good point. We haven't really discussed that. Maybe in other countries, possibly in more less developed countries, in more less developed in more of the less developed countries where technology is not as rife, then maybe Braille is still a thing. But the thing is, even though there isn't the actual digital technology, you still need the brailing technology. And Perkins are fucking expensive, even now. Like, they're 800 quid for a new Perkins. For a new one? For a new one. You can get you you can get a second-hand Perkins brailer for about 120 quid. And they're made from, like, fucking nuclear-resistant material. But then... I know, because a man down the pub gave me one and I sold it to the old college. But then, if you spend 120 quid on a Perkins, why don't you just get a Chromebook for the same amount of money and you could do it all electronically? Or even a cheap smartphone. Even one that's fucking four years out of date will still have that technology. I suppose it comes down to what purpose you need it for. Like, if you want the physical side of things... Let me ask you this question. Is there an instance mm. where you would find Braille <clears throat> useful in today's society? Well, like I said, with food, if Braille was on every tin and every sort of like packet and that sort of thing, like your pastas and stuff like that. You've already said it, it's on everything. Well, no, if it was on everything, it's not. But if it was on everything, food-wise, then I would say it's worth every visually impaired and blind person learning at least grade one so that they can just pick up a package in the shop or when they're at home and they go, oh, this is a tin of tomatoes, uh, this is... Let me ask you this, if you, if you had to pick up, a, pick up a penguin, do you think they'd have a lot of peas on there, bro? Just for the blind joke. Yeah. But th- that's the thing, it's like, it's, I agree, it's just no, there's no use for it in today's society. I didn't say there was no use for it. What, what would you say the uses are? Oh, no, I, I am saying that now. I just said I hadn't said it previously. Okay, the the issue I have with Braille now, it isn't that it's completely useless, it's more the fact that all the things that people would turn around and say, oh, but you can use it for this, can be better, easier, and cheaper done Ooh, with maybe, other stuff. Maybe we should liken Braille to records. It's a nostalgia value. Okay, maybe yeah. Maybe you like to pick up a huge volume of paper that's taken 20 trees to cut down and feel your way over it. Maybe, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like a record. You know, they've, they've pressed it out of wax and you think, oh, it's nice to put in my hand and stick it on. And now it's not as convenient as just listening to shit on Spotify. And yeah, it's crackly and the sound's a bit different. But do you know what? Maybe that's what you enjoy. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was to have like an old man's-ish study and like, I had a bookcase, I might acquire just for like... You'll definitely have one of them in your new house. For shits and giggles. But yeah, I might have like things like you've got your vinyl collection. Who's to say I wouldn't have like just having the Braille versions of a couple of books I like on the shelf. Because it's well, that'd nice... be all the shelf. It would be all the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a talking point, isn't it? It's like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, that's this book in Braille. And it's a talking point. Am I ever going to read it in Braille? Fuck no, I'm going to get it on Audible. Like well, 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 I still listen to my vinyl though. Yeah, but that's when I wouldn't. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't read a book in Braille because I'd just get pissed off when I covered one page in a 
five minute space. I mean, I could have listened to this and it would have taken 20 seconds. It's just not convenient. Sorry, Braille. I, I know it was your birthday and like people are trying to appreciate you and stuff. And historical, like we said, historical importance, not going to knock it. But get everyone, out of the way. Everyone remember Braille. And now remember that there's usually something better. It's gone the way of the buffalo. Or more accurately, the dodo. Pretty much. So shall we raise a glass to Braille and what it has done, but ah. also cheer it to... He's had know, a good run, Braille. You know, Fair play run. to Braille. But we've also got a lot better alternatives now. Cheers, Braille. Cheers. And as always, if you have a counter-opinion to this... A wrong one. Please let us know, because, yeah, we welcome all of the, the counter-arguments. This was the Seesaw Mass Debates. I mean, we've put some solid arguments there. But happy birthday, Braille. It won't have many. Was it even a birthday, was it? I thought it was just a National Braille Day. International Braille Day. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Even though we didn't even know if it was international. It was. It was World Braille Day. Yeah, no, I get that the day was international, but we don't even know whether Braille is international. Come back to me when it's in hieroglyphics. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you imagine? Go breaking up in a new tomb in Egypt, hieroglyphs, and underneath someone's just chiseled out bumps in the fucking rock. Just in case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you've got to find those bumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. It's dark down there. Pray your hieroglyphics. Send us your best efforts. Well, please, it's been real. It's been brilliant. <laughs> you've been waiting to use that. I don't know, the canon, yeah, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll be back to classic Cecil, and I will be throwing people under the bus. Not Braille. Braille's already dead. <laughs> I'd like to queue up these. R.I.P. Braille. <laughs> Shit. Right. Okay. Until next week, then. Until next week. We're also on Reddit now, so check Cecil Podcast out on Reddit if you're on there. And uh, see you next week. Like, comment, subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.